the co-host of the Wolf and Luke show, Luke Lipinski, joining us here on the Burns and Gambo show live from the Coyotes draft party. Luke, how you doing, sir? Good to have you down here. Good. How you guys doing? Good. K-Ray's Ray, man. filling in for... K-Ray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you two talk to each other all the time, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's on your show all the time, <laughs> yeah. for goodness sakes. Um, all right. The funniest moment in the draft just happened a second ago with uh, Montreal on the clock. Was it their general manager who was making the pick? And that was Carey Price, so he's at least kind of more of a figurehead, all-time great goalie there. Okay. So okay. It, it's not quite as bad as the GM for getting the name. Okay. Of he forgot the name of the guy they were drafting. <laughs> well, Selecting David. He knew his first name. He, he, got, he got his first name right. He just, uh, David. And he pauses, and he looks to the left, and he looks to the right, and somebody steps up behind him. Ryan Pocker, we're taking David Ryan back. We planned this. We planned, it. We, we planned for this to happen. I don't know if you heard, at the beginning of the show, I did straight up 2 o'clock. I've been told that you didn't know what day it was. I didn't was. know what day it was. Do you know what day it is now? It's Wednesday. Okay, I'm well, just used good. to this thing happening on a Thursday. So I don't know I. why, yeah. right? No. Yeah, Doesn't it, is it, is it, am I nuts, or does the NHL draft usually happen on Thursday? I feel like it's typically a Thursday. I yeah. mean, days have no meaning at this point. I don't know what day any day is, so I can't really pile on you that much, but I, I really do think this is typically on a Thursday. I, I felt so, so I thought, it's Thursday. No, it's not. It's Wednesday. But it's always on a Thursday. Anyway, I feel for that guy with Montreal who on that giant stage didn't just totally blank on the name of the guy. Well, yeah, because that's never going to go away what he just did. No, People never. will feel forget what day it is again tomorrow and people will just move on. Oh, Alright, it's already a meme. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. It's already out there. Especially in Montreal. Yeah. So the Coyotes are on the clock right now. Uh, we we couldn't have timed this any better to have you on while this pick comes down. What, based off of what's happened so far, what do you think about what the Coyotes might do here or what they'd be looking at? All right, so I'm always of the mindset of take a big center if you can because it's almost impossible to ever do. And three of the first four picks to, uh, tonight were centers, and obviously the first pick was Connor Bedard. Um, so if it were me, I'd take a long, hard look at that. But to be fair, Matt Vymichkov is still out there, and he is probably the second most talented player in the draft. It's just kind of a risk as to if he's ever going to come over and, and actually And this is the play. Russian, because Bob Heathouse yeah. was on with us earlier. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's still there. I mean, the thought really going into this draft is that Connor Bedard's the clear one. Just talent and skill-wise, Mitchkov's actually potentially number two, but he's not a center, and there's questions as to when you would actually get him over here to play on your team. Now, if, you know, if he definitely is coming over in three years, and I don't think the Coyotes would hate that, but you just never know with his situation. So that would be the interesting pick. It, it, how how risk inclined do you think this front office is? I mean, uh, you know what I mean. Like how well, how it, it's a it's a chance. It's a big chance. How big of a chance are they willing to take? Do you think? I, considering the fact that they pick again at twelve and they have seven picks in the first three rounds this year and seven picks in the first three rounds next year, you feel like I would. Would be in a position to. It's it's that's a big risk. It's a big upside move though too. So um, I think they are more willing to take a risk now than maybe they would have been a year or two. Okay, uh, I'm not saying that's the pick. I'm just saying that that would be that would be swinging for the fences if they did that one. And, and do we know? It was interesting because because Bob shed some more light on it because there's so little known about this guy. Yeah. No scouts went over there to watch him play. Do we know? Under the current kind of situation with the Coyotes, 
would he hold that against them as well? Like, is, is that another kind of chip that they'd be having to, to deal with? It, it, we're going to find out pretty quickly. Here. I would think they wouldn't draft him if they thought that was it, an issue. You know what I mean? I would think that they would have at least kind of interviewed him and been like, hey, you know, but there's a lot that can change. We're talking about a couple years here. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah it's it's uh, now safer picks at, in this range. Who Who's who's a more conservative choice at this point? Uh, I like Dvorsky. He's he's a, a big-ish center. He's about 6'1". Uh, Ryan Leonard, there's been a lot of talk of Ryan Leonard out there. Uh, you get another forward in that regard. But I, I like Dvorsky because he's a center. Leonard's another winger. Nate Danielson, they've talked about him. He's a center. Yeah, um, yeah uh, Javier Gutierrez is addressing. We don't have the podium feed. We're not taking the podium feed. Okay, but that's why I stopped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> abruptly mid-sentence. Javier Gutierrez is addressing the draft right now. The Coyotes front office, they are all wearing matching maroon suits. Last year, they were wearing matching blue suits. Uh, and Javier giving a shout-out to the draft party here at Wasted Green right now uh, for everybody who's here. So they are calling up a member of the front office to make the announcement of who the Phoenix Suns or who the uh, Arizona Coyotes are going to select. Dmitry Simashev. Defenseman. Defenseman out of Russia. Not... Okay, so tell me. This was... I hadn't seen his name affiliated in he this He looks spot. surprised. He looks a little pleasantly surprised that he was the best. He does. He looks happily surprised. <laughs> happily surprised. Uh, you can never go wrong with defensemen. The Coyotes really haven't been drafting defensemen a whole lot lately. It is That is a bit of a surprise. Now, I, I'm not going to say it's a surprise that they didn't take uh, Mishkov just because, again, everything I just said, there's the a huge risk that yeah. you, might be, you might be burning the sixth overall pick on, on nothing. But, um, yeah, I would say I would say Simashev is a little bit of a surprise here. Now, they have have the 12th pick coming up, though, too, so maybe they have sort of a plan with how they're just going to... Maybe they figured Simashev wouldn't be there at 12, and they can get a forward at 12 or whatever. Most of their farm system has been forwards since Bill Armstrong got here, so it's certainly not a shock that they went with a defenseman. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, although, okay, you know infinitely more about this than I do, so I'm going to defer to your wisdom on this one. Everything I had read about the draft had said, forwards, 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 incredibly deep at the forward position, and that next year's draft was where all the defensemen were going to be. Um, and so that even though the organization right now is structured so that they do have a lot of forwards, I mean, the organization is very deep in prospects at that position, that this would be the year to double down and take another forward because the draft is so deep at it, knowing that next year you can, this is the kind of zig in when everybody else thought they would zag a little bit, or at least it seems like it on the surface. Yeah, I think, um, you know, certainly if they had ended up actually winning the lottery, which apparently is not allowed unless you're Chicago, um, <laughs> then obviously they would have taken Bedard. And I think if any of those three centers right around Bedard had dropped to them, they would have taken them, whether it was uh, Smith or Fantilli. They would have Leo Carlson, certainly, who ended up going second. From that point on, it's kind of a, there's there's Bedard, there's the three centers that everybody always wants, and then it is, is a little wide open. So, you're, yeah, you're right. They are kind of zigging when everybody else is zagging. They've been doing that for a while. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I'll say, Bill Armstrong, in his track record with St. Louis and his scouts, 
it's not like a crazy pick. It's not like they took some fourth round pick at number six. Right. Kind of give them. There's there's certain GMs you give the benefit of the doubt that maybe they see somebody like Steve Eiserman in Detroit. He kind of he did something similar to this a couple years ago and took a guy that was like, really, you're taking him there, and the guy almost won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. So, all right, Luke. I know you've got work to do here too. Hey, question: uh, Where's your maroon suit? I'm I'm disappointed you are not in a maroon suit. <laughs> it Luke. is in my car because it's 157 degrees. <laughs> not where we're sitting because the air conditioning vent is blowing right. right on. Yeah, so you guys got the best seat now. It's, it's 48 degrees right here. I can tell you. My skin is telling me it's 48 degrees. K-Ray keeps standing up and walking into the sun, you know, to warm up a little K-Ray's bit. K-Ray's got a snuggie on. That explains why. Uh, good stuff, Luke. We appreciate you coming by. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys.